Hey teacher friend, are you a list maker? I love to write lists on like post-it notes, like pretty much anywhere. And sometimes I write things so that I can cross them off. But there are times when my to-do list seems out of control and I don't even really know where to start. And that really is what overwhelm is, is not knowing where to start. You have a whole ton of things, but what do you do first? So today we are going to be talking about five strategies for staying on top of your to-do list and how they actually look in the secondary teacher world. Welcome to the Secondary Teacher Podcast, the podcast for middle and high school teachers juggling multiple preps to get the strategies to reduce overwhelm so that you don't have to choose between being an effective teacher and prioritizing important relationships. I'm your host, Kristen Masick, a 10-year high school engineering teacher, former middle school assistant principal, and teacher coach. Every week, we will discuss strategies, systems, and time-saving tips to help you not only survive, but thrive as a multiple prep teacher. So let's just jump right in. We are going to start at time blocking and we should be really, really, really good at this because this is our life. Our life is time blocks during the school day. Whether you have the block schedule and you have like four classes on one day and four classes on another day, or you have seven classes in one day or whatever, we already function in a time blocking schedule. We already are like working 40 minutes, 45 minutes, 90 minutes in those like increments. So this really is something that we're already doing, but are we using it effectively? So the idea behind time blocking is that we are setting aside like specific blocks of time for specific tasks. So we've got like first, second, and third period are this class and second and I just said first, second, third. So fourth and fifth are a different class period. So we already like have that in our mind. This is what we're doing here. This is what we're doing there. We've got lunch in this time period. But do we really sit down and look at time blocking as the block before school starts? The block that we have our prep period. What about the block after school, like between when school ends and your contract is over? And then you could also go in and you could break down time blocks when you get home. So you could have the block from when you arrive home to when you eat dinner. You could have the block from when you eat dinner to when the kids go to bed. And you could have another one from when they go to bed to when you go to bed. So there are various things that you can think about when you're using time time blocking to really set you up for success. And like I said, we should be naturals at this. So as you start thinking about your to-do list, one thing that goes hand in hand with time blocking is really being strategic about what we put in those blocks and thinking about how do you feel? Like what's your energy like during certain times of the day during certain blocks. So for me, I can get a ton done in the morning. So I like to have a block before the kids get up, which is a short block. It's not very long. And then I have a block like getting ready until we get out the door. And then I usually have block when I get to 
the district office until I have like my first meeting or my first something. And I usually get a ton done during those first blocks because I have a lot of energy and that's when I work the best. So when I'm thinking about my to-do list and what am I going to do during those times, I'm really going to think about those three things that I'm wanting to focus on that day and make sure that those things get done, those are going to go into those time blocks. Now, think about your other time blocks where you may not have as much energy, like that one right after school that could just totally wear you out. Or if you have like an afternoon prep, same deal. So think about what you might want to put from your to-do list in each of those blocks to help yourself get those things done, but then also be really focused on how your energy is. So that is my first favorite is time blocking. And those were some examples of how that could actually work out in your teaching life. The second one is prioritizing and prioritization. I kind of went over this a little bit, but on this one, it's not so much of getting things in the right block, which that is a huge part of it, but it's also breaking those tasks into smaller manageable chunks. So if you were to put on your to-do list that you have a unit assessment to write, that's huge. You're like, where do I, where do I even start? Like what, what, what does that look like? So then you look at that and you say, okay, from there, how can I break that into smaller pieces? So what I need to do first is I need to have my standards and figure out which standards I want to assess. Then maybe it's plug them into a template that I like to use for every assessment that I give my students. Then the next one would be actually write out the the descriptions or the instructions for students if it's not already part of your template. Then the next one could be that I need to make photocopies of it or I need to put it in my LMS. So that's really like chunking things down and prioritizing. So what can I do within each of those blocks? Now this one also works really well with batching, which I'm not saying is a strategy for staying on top of your to-do list because with batching, you really do have to have done something several times for you to like know how long it will take things and how to like really maximize batching but you can put like things together. So if you were planning for several assessments for different of your classes, well, what you could do is you could gather up all the standards in one go. So you've got standards for class A, class B, class C, you've got them all right there. Then the second step is you would plug them all in to the template. So you use that same template, class A, class B, class C. So you get a lot more done because you're doing the same thing over and over again. And then realistically, after you do with whatever you're doing with class A, more likely than not, you can just replicate it for B and C, just making like minor tweaks. But that's where batching really works out. So before you do batching, you do have to prioritize and you do have to figure out what are the different steps within each of the things that you need to do so that you know when you should do it and the order. The third strategy is time tracking. So if you do not know how long it takes something or you to do something, even if you've done it a million times, then you need to figure it out. (laughs) You need to time yourself and just give yourself an idea. Usually when we do something for the very first time, it takes much longer. So going back to the assessment idea, if I hadn't had a template to plug in each of my parts or my components of my assessment, then 
it's going to take me longer. So that first time. But then after I'm using that over and over and over again, it's going to get smaller. So then it really helps me figure out, okay, how many assessments can I actually get done in my time block that is 90 minutes long? So that really gives you an idea of what you can be accomplishing and to, once again, not overwhelm and frustrate yourself. I think the biggest thing is when you frustrate or get frustrated because you think you can get things done with your to-do list and then you don't, and you get upset with yourself because you didn't get it done. So set yourself up for success by only plugging in what is realistically going to be able to get done during that time block. But the only way to do that is you have to know how long it's going to take to do something. My fourth strategy that I love is the Pomodoro technique. And I've talked about this before, but really what it is, is you've got 25 minutes and you separate them in short breaks. So you like stand up, you walk around, but it is focused. So you put on like music, head earbuds, whatever, and you don't do anything else but that task for 20 minutes. You would be surprised at how much you can done. And this can apply to like anything. So you could even do like this same technique and you don't have to do it for like a full 25 minutes, but that is like They've done the research and it says that that is like the real productivity amount of time. But even as simple as like cleaning up your room for 15 minutes, your classroom every single day for 15 minutes, and that's all you're doing for 15 minutes, you're not getting distracted, you're not checking your phone, you're not checking your email, so you're just focusing in on it, that is going to get the most done in a short amount of time. And you will feel super productive, especially in those blocks, once again, where your energy is feeling productive. So Pomodoro technique is a technique to use during those specific times when you wanna get a lot done. And the biggest thing is you minimize those distractions, you eliminate all sorts of other like notifications, whatever, if you need to shut the door and kind of like hide in your classroom so that you can really focus this is a great technique to make sure that you get stuff done off of your to-do list. My final is going to be to eliminate distractions, which I did kind of talk about a second ago. So you need to figure out like what distractions or what could be causing you distractions. For me, anytime that I sit on my computer, I have like a million tabs open, which is like a huge distraction. So I probably need to be better about closing those tabs so that when I open up something, that's all I'm focused on. Because if I see those little icons at the top, I'm like, ooh, I haven't checked my email in a while. So I'll click on that. Oh, there's a Google Drive thing. I wonder what I was working on last. So eliminate as many distractions as possible. And like I mentioned before, shutting the door, it's a big thing. Also a distraction that sometimes we, we like self-impose is going down to the office. So we're chatting with someone, we're going to check our mailbox. Sometimes those can be huge distractions and your entire prep period or your entire time block that you are hoping to get things done in is gone because you had a conversation about someone's cat or their children or your children and now you are out of time. So let's review these five strategies for staying on top of your to-do list. The first is use time blocking. Remember, we should be good at this. And maybe we're not good at this. So it could be needings in practice. But break up those times that are not already blocked, like your class periods, and block them. 
figure out what your energy level is during each of those to figure out what you're going to put in for the second one, which is prioritization. So what items have you broken down off of your to-do list and where are you going to plug them into your specific time blocks. The third is time tracking. Know how long it takes you to do a task so that when you plug that to-do list into those time blocks, you know how long it's going to take. Maybe one time block can only have two items. Maybe it can only have one based on your energy level and how long that item or that task will take. The fourth technique is using the Pomodoro technique. So set a timer, 15, 20, 25 minutes. Set a timer, don't do anything else but the task that you have assigned yourself to do. If you feel like you're going to go less than that, you can give yourself a break then after you finish that first task, or you can already have like a task list of a few different things to do. Then when your timer goes off, you get up, you move around, you go get some air, you go get a drink, whatever you need to do, and then you come back and you do it again. And then the fifth one is eliminating distractions. So identify what your time wasters are at the school, whether it be yourself checking email or it's notifications on your phone, or if it's other faculty members and figure out a way to make it so that you can politely and kindly avoid them while you are trying to get stuff done. If this episode was helpful to you, it could be for others. To help spread the word about this podcast, take a screenshot of this episode, add it to your Instagram stories, and tag me at Kristen Masick, K-H-R-I-S-T-E-N-M-A-S-S-I-C. Until next week.